patriot does not endorse terrorism or violence. The United States Constitution and the Bill of Rights provides remedies for redress of grievances. Look to the founders first for guidance on the preservation of the Republic. Hello, patriots and other interested parties. May the presence of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ be in every part of your life. Today is Sunday, February 27th, 2022. I am Deep Cover Patriot and the Republic stands. rages on in Ukraine, well, a police action, a special operation, not a war as such, wars involve two opposing armies engaged in fierce battle. The impotence of Ukraine's military has been on full display. Many of the images and footage has been proven to be fake, falsified, out of date, etc. The propaganda-rich Ukrainian fighter pilot, Ghost of Kiev, turned out to be fake video game footage. The pictures of the bloody, bandaged, and crying teacher in front of a bombed building in Ukraine turned out to be recycled pics of a scene from 2018, wherein she allegedly survived a gas explosion in Ukraine. The car run over by a Russian tank, well, turned out the tank was Ukrainian, and the driver miraculously survived without a scratch and no injuries. The embarrassing, crying, cuck, beta nonce Adam Kissinger of Illinois tweeted a picture of a family waving at a column of armored Ukrainian vehicles as they passed by, alleging that it was from a convoy on the way to fight the mean old Russians. Well, that picture was taken at a parade on Ukrainian Flag Day, August 23, 2016. As for the brave nationalist border guards from Serpents Island earlier, Zelensky in a video message said that they were all dead and promised to posthumously award them the title of Hero of Ukraine. Well, yesterday, the Ministry of Defense of the Russian Federation reported that 82 Ukrainian soldiers on the island laid down their arms and voluntarily surrendered. They took an oath refusing to participate in hostilities and will be returned to their families in the near future. Having been exposed, the Ukrainian government and President Zelensky have since reversed their position. Today, the Ukrainian Ministry of Defense confirmed that the island's garrison in fact surrendered to the Russian warship and their original sources were incorrect. And this from Chris Menahan at informationliberation.com. The controlled media all ran with a propaganda piece from The Telegraph this week claiming Russia had deployed mobile crematoriums to hide evidence of battlefield casualties. Russia deploys mobile crematoriums to follow its troops into battle, The Telegraph's headline read. Ben Wallace, the defense secretary, suggests the vehicle-mounted incinerators will be used to hide evidence of battlefield casualties, read the subheadline. Stench of death, chilling pics reveal Russia's mobile crematoriums used to incinerate dead soldiers and hide true scale of Ukraine war, read a headline from The Sun. The Sun had images stating the source of the video was the Russian Ministry of Defense. The actual source was an advertisement from the company Tourmaline Zhao, published in 2013 on YouTube. In the video, you can see they're incinerating a trash bag. The company describes itself as a Russian incinerator construction company. The Telegraph took the exact same video and cut out the part at the end with contact information showing it's an advertisement. The Telegraph also disabled comments on the video, preventing people from calling out their lies. Somewhat hilariously, the controlled media actually ran with this exact same propaganda story during another Russia-Ukraine battle back in 2015 after it was put out by U.S. officials without corroboration or evidence. I could go on and on, but you get the picture. This is Wag the Dog, Amateur Hour. 
The following is paragraphed from an analysis provided by Andrew England and verified by myself and a great many others. Actual verified video out of Ukraine do not actually show a war. It's a low-intensity conflict. Russia is very carefully trying to do as little damage as is possible under the circumstances. For some reason, the Ukrainian military is, for the most part, absent. What we do see are primarily neo-Nazi paramilitary groups, and they are just going into residential areas and shooting randomly, in a pathetic attempt to goad the Russians to shoot at civilians. So far, Russia has not been that stupid. A follower of mine on Gab posted a comment on another post by someone else. The post was objected to by my follower. He asked, quote, why does a at Gab even recommend this asshole, unquote. I commented on this question with the following, quote, Free speech means even speech that someone may disagree with. There are many who disagree with me and I with them, yet I will fight to the death to defend their right to speak, for if their right is taken, then I can lose mine as well, unquote. We need to remember, friends, cancel culture works in both directions, and if we truly believe in the Bill of Rights, we must support all who exercise them, even those whom we would not otherwise be in company with. As far as the media hysteria over Ukraine and the near silence on the China virus pandemic, remember that the same media that brought you COVID is bringing you Ukraine. Some death by numbers for you. On November 22, 2020, the CDC, the Census Bureau, and USA Today released a chart showing the number of total deaths by year in the United States. Let's look at just the last few years. In 2018, there were a total of 2.8 million deaths in a population of 327 million, roughly. That comes to 0.9% of the population. In 2019, 2.79 million deaths, a population of 328 million. And that was, again, a 0.9% rate. In 2020, you would think that the number would have jumped with the pandemic raging and people dropping dead. However, the total number of deaths reported by the federal government in 2020 came to 2,533,214 out of a population of 330,619,870, which is actually 0.8%. This is a drop in total deaths year over year to the year of the pandemic. They renamed the flu is what they did and used it to enact their draconian measures to take over the government of the United States of America and to advance the New World Order agenda. While we were all distracted by Ukraine, the Trudeau regime is quietly introducing mandatory vaccination into the Canadian labor code. In France, in an effort to coerce more people into getting their China virus booster shots, the Macron regime is shutting off people's COVID vaccine passports early. France 24 reported that the change came abruptly and without notice. Fully vaccinated French people who are not yet boosted woke up and noticed that their jab passports had been deactivated despite several months remaining in the program. I don't have the right to do anything anymore, so I'm not even trying, one person is quoted as saying. It turns out that 4 million people in France had their COVID injection passports terminated months ahead of the expiration date in order to drive them into the nearest injection center for a mandatory boost. The United States as well is quietly introducing a digital vaccine passport, allowing people to attend events and enter businesses which require it, and that number is also increasing. It isn't the mark of the beast yet, but very well could become that and easily.
Ukraine. Modern Ukraine was created by Bolshevik communist Russia in a process that began right after the 1917 revolution. Lenin did it in a way that was extremely harsh on Russia by severing what is historically Russian land. Nobody asked the millions of people living there what they thought. Both before and after World War II, Stalin transferred to Ukraine land that had once belonged to Poland, Romania, and Hungary. Stalin also gave Poland part of what was originally German land as a payoff. In 1954, Khrushchev took Crimea away from Russia and gave it to Ukraine. This is how modern Ukraine was created, which brings us to current events. On Friday, February 25th, NATO activated the NATO Response Force for the first time in history, alleging that this action was a defensive measure in response to Russia's police action in Ukraine. The NATO force consists of air, land, sea, and special operations units from NATO-aligned countries, including the United States and Canada. When General Wolters, the NATO commander, announced the formation of this force, he pointedly mentioned NATO's commitment to Article 5. This was a clear message to Russia. We have a lot of people out there that are confused about Article 4 and Article 5. Article 4 has been enacted. Article 5 has not. So let us look at what Article 5 is. Article 5 of the NATO Accords, quote, The parties agree that an armed attack against one or more of them in Europe or North America shall be considered an attack against them all, and consequently they agree that, if such an armed attack occurs, each of them, in exercise of the right of individual or collective self-defense, recognized by Article 51 of the Charter of the United Nations, will assist the party or parties so attacked by taking forthwith, individually, and in in concert with the other parties such action as it deems necessary, including the use of armed force to restore and maintain the security of the North Atlantic area. Any such armed attack, and all measures taken as a result thereof, shall immediately be reported to the Security Council. Such measures shall be terminated when the Security Council has taken the measures necessary to restore and maintain international peace and security." Unquote. Whether they will be deployed is no longer in question. It is a matter of when, and Putin will not be surprised. Indeed, he and his military advisors expected this and have planned for it. People are telling you that nothing could have been done to prevent Russia from the special operation in Ukraine, but that's absurd. If Putin thought the costs of invasion outweighed the benefits, he wouldn't have done it. He's a rational actor, not a madman, and today it's clear Putin calculated correctly. After Russia began the special operation, a few people demanded that Europe stop buying its natural gas. But European utilities bought long-term contracts, and the White House said, quote, Our sanctions are not designed to cause any disruption to the flow of energy from Russia to the world, unquote. The following was posted by Daniela Collins at DP Collin, a deep cover Patriot follower on Gab, and encapsulates some of what may be going on behind the scenes here. Quote, Whatever the fake media reports about Ukraine is absolutely false. The involvement of the Biden crime family with Ukraine, the Clinton's coziness with that country, as well as the support of the corrupt Clinton Foundation, indicates that there is something much more going on than a simple invasion to cement Putin's power. Putin is a patriot nationalist who will protect Russia's interests at all costs. He is by no means an angel, especially since he is a former KGB agent, but he feels threatened by a close 
close presence of NATO forces, and rightfully so. I do not claim to know what is going on, but from what I have read, I conclude that the Ukraine is a pit of corruption and a center for fraud and money laundering for the elites and corrupt politicians. At any rate, anything coming from the mainstream media cannot be trusted, and the fact that the criminal demon spawn in the White House and Hitlery Clinton, the criminal cabal queen and murderess, call for solidarity with Ukraine should be a great cause of concern, unquote. And just so we understand who the players are, the following are the largest donors to the Clinton Crime Foundation, starting with the most money first. Coming in number one, $10 million, Ukraine. Second, $8.4 million, England. Then, $7.3 million, Saudi Arabia. At $6.7 million, Germany. $6.5 million, Ireland. $5 million, India. $4.5 million, Canada. Argentina threw in $2 million. The United Arab Emirates coughed up $1.4 million. China came up with $1.3 million. Greece, $1.1 million. 1.0 million from Nigeria, 1 million from Bosnia, 0.8 million from France, and $700,000 from Sri Lanka. These were donations between 1999 to 2014. And now a few words about that thieving, cowardly thug Zelensky. George Soros' involvement in Ukraine is well known. His name is linked to the Orange Revolution and regime changes in the country. Like in Georgia, George Soros acknowledged in an interview with CNN that he actively contributed to the overflow of former Ukrainian President Viktor Yanukovych in 2014. Vladimir Zelensky, who made his apparent fortune with a Ukrainian political satire comedy television series, but was secretly financed by a friend of Soros, the Ukrainian oligarch Igor Kolomorsky, whose name appeared in the revelations made thanks to the Pandora Papers investigation, the world's largest ever journalistic collaboration involving more than 600 journalists that unmasks the hidden powers of offshore companies, secret bank accounts, private jets, yachts, mansions, and precious art works of a bunch of influential people from the New World Order elite. More than 100 billionaires, 29,000 offshore accounts, 30 current and former national leaders, and 300 public officials were named in the first leaks in October 2021 that pushed many governments to launch their own inquiries into the financial activities revealed in the papers. Which is why the Obama, Clinton, and Biden crime families have been using Ukraine to launder their money since 2014. And Putin is doing God's work. The following was posted by by George Soros to his Twitter account yesterday, quote, allowing Putin to succeed on his quest will send a message across the world that nations can simply be created or dissolved by brute force. We must hashtag stand with Ukraine as they stand for us, unquote. Now, do you believe me that Putin is doing the world a favor? Because he is. Anyone and anything that Soros backs is new world order and pure evil. You all know this. The friend of my enemy is my enemy. The following is paraphrased from a report by the New York Times and verified by many, many other news and investigative outlets. Biden has been handing U.S. intelligence to China regarding Russia's plans for Ukraine, which the Chinese Communist Party has been giving straight to Vladimir Putin. The Biden regime has been turning over intel on Ukraine to Communist China for months in an attempt to prevent Russia from conducting its special operation in Ukraine. However, the plan 
plan backfired. After it emerged, the Chinese regime has been funneling the intel to Russia. I'm going to leave that right there and not use the T word. Yesterday, the White House announced that the U.S. and its vassal states will remove some Russian banks from SWIFT, the New World Order-controlled Society for Worldwide Interbank Financial Telecommunication, the international banking network that allows for the high-speed transfer of funds. Russia's exclusion from SWIFT will mean that Russian banks will not be able to communicate securely with banks beyond its borders. The announcement to cut many of Russian's banks off from the network came through a joint statement from the leaders of the United States, the European Commission, France, Germany, Italy, the United Kingdom, and Canada. This will not go unanswered by Russia. Sunday morning, Putin ordered Russia's nuclear deterrent forces to be placed on special alert. Four minutes later, Russian bombers were airborne. Special alert is the highest level of alert for Russia's strategic missile forces. Speaking to top military officials, including Defense Minister Sergei Shoigu, he said Western nations had taken unfriendly actions toward Russia and imposed illegitimate sanctions. And an update. As of this recording on Sunday, February 27th, RT is reporting that Ukraine has agreed to peace talks with Russia to be held now in Belarus. China and Taiwan. On Saturday the 26th, China announced military exercises in the South China Sea across a six nautical mile radius from Sunday to Tuesday. Immediately afterward, eight communist Chinese military aircraft, namely four J-11 fighter jets, two Y-8 anti-submarine warfare aircraft, and two J-16 fighter jets entered the island of Taiwan's self-proclaimed Southwest Air Defense Identification Zone. On Thursday, the day Russia began the special operation in Ukraine, Taiwan had to warn away nine Chinese aircraft that entered its air defense zone. On January 23rd, 39 Chinese aircraft conducted a large-scale flyby over Taiwan. The Taiwan Defense Ministry said that the latest incursion involved eight Chinese J-16 fighters and one Y-8 reconnaissance aircraft that flew over the Taiwan-controlled Pratas Islands in the South China Sea. Taiwanese fighters warned the aircraft near defense missiles were deployed. Taiwan President Tsai Ing-wen said at the meeting of a working group on the Ukraine crisis this week that all security and military units, quote, must raise their surveillance and early warning of military developments around the Taiwan Strait, but in the face of foreign forces intending to manipulate the situation in Ukraine and affect the morale of Taiwanese society, all government units must strengthen the prevention of cognitive warfare launched by foreign forces and local collaborators, unquote. The Quadrilateral Security Dialogue, also known as QUAD, the NATO equivalent in Asia, is made up of the U.S., India, Japan, and Australia. China is not a member of the QUAD. I ask, can QUAD succeed in protecting Taiwan, or will it be exposed as largely useless as NATO has been? A little background. The KMT, the Kuomintang, was the founding party of Taiwan following a failed war with Mao's communists in 1949. In 2000, Taiwan elected its first non-KMT president, Chen Shui-bian. China was especially concerned over this, as Chen openly backed independence. In 2005, China passed an anti-secession law, giving China the right to use non-peaceful means if Taiwan tried to secede or declare independence from China. In 2008, Chen was succeeded by Ma Yingjiu, who sought to improve relations with China. Tsai Ing-wen was elected in 2016. 
2016 and re-elected in 2020. Her party leans toward eventual official independence from China. Meanwhile, the U.S. has been reassuring Taiwan of its support. We shall see. Chinese President Xi Jinping has sent a message to North Korean leader Kim Jong-un, emphasizing cooperation between the two countries, according to state media in North Korea. This is not unrelated. Xi said that China was ready to work with North Korea to realize the two sides' common understanding and promote friendly and supportive relations under a new situation, state media outlet KCNA reported Saturday. The report didn't provide details on the new situation, but coincidentally on Saturday, North Korea fired a short-range ballistic missile over the South China Sea from its launch facility near the Pyongyang airport. This is the first test since Kim Jong conducted a record number of launches in January. The U.S. Trucker Convoy. The following was posted to Telegram on Friday, February 25th by the People's Convoy. Quote, it has come to our attention that there is another convoy, the Freedom Convoy, that left from Barstow, California, that is trying to attach themselves and the successful beginnings of the People's Convoy that left from Adelanto. The Freedom Convoy, or Barstow USA Super Convoy, as it is known as well, is in no way, shape, or form affiliated with the People's Convoy. Only financial donations made to our website go to supporting our convoy. Any donations made elsewhere, regardless of what they tell you, may not be going to the People's Convoy. While we wish the Barstow USA Super Convoy the best of luck, we ask that everyone understand that we are in no way, shape, or form affiliated or informed of their message or opinions." Unquote. This is not a message of solidarity, cohesion, and united patriotic effort. This is a declaration that these two convoys are in no way affiliated, and though they share the same destination, they do not share the same motives. I have found no rebuttal by the USA Super Convoy, but this is not a good sign. There are several convoys with different points of origin, yet none of the regional convoys are engaging in this public display of division. On Saturday, the 26th, the People's Convoy reported on Telegram that they had, quote, been made aware that some members of other convoys have possibly been alienated by the organization they thought they were part of. We are reaching out to members of other convoys that are stranded. Please reach out to us. Do what you need to make yourself known so we can send people your way to ensure your safety and well-being. The goal of this message is not to steal members from other organizations, unquote. To give you some idea of what some of the other convoys are comprised of and doing, let's talk about Bob Bolas, the organizer of the lackluster D. DC trucker convoy who planned to go from Scranton, Pennsylvania to DC. As of February 23rd, Bolus had a convoy which included one semi driven by Bolus, five pickup trucks, one SUV, and one sedan. It was reported on July 11th, 2012, that Bolus was sent directly to the Lackawanna County Prison after being sentenced for insurance fraud. Bolus owns Bolus Truck Parts and Towing in Scranton. He was convicted of insurance fraud involving one of his company tow trucks. So I'm not saying that people can't be redeemed after they've sinned. What I am saying is we need to really take a look at people that are involved in some of these convoys and ask what their motives really are. Meanwhile, the official People's Convoy, the big one, announced on their Telegram channel today that, quote, the Illinois State Police has put out a statement regarding potential events that may be occurring in the next couple weeks. They say these planned events are a danger to public safety because traffic backups are, in their opinion, a major contributor 
to traffic crashes and even death. Our convoy has traveled the whole way to your great state of Illinois with zero traffic infractions, and in fact, sheriff's offices along the way have escorted or even praised the organization and safety that is built into this. So while we are only in your state a short time and we are not impacting any major city, maybe it would be a good thing for you to witness what the sheriffs have. The sheer commitment to safety and security that this convoy has. In Oklahoma, they gave us a border-to-border -border police escort. Talk about safety. Not one incident occurred. Why don't we shift the narrative to a true safety conversation? Unquote. Well, a few minutes later, they answered their own question and expanded by posting the following. Quote, everyone please listen up. This is our statement and it is concrete. Regardless of what you may hear outside of this channel, we are continuing on our route as planned. We are continuing through Illinois on Wednesday en route to Indianapolis. There are no reroutes. Everyone on every side can be assured that this this will be a safe transit of their state while we continue our trek through the country. Keep checking this channel and our website for the latest developments and updates." Unquote. Well, doubtless more will be revealed, but in the meantime, we will watch these convoys very closely. And our epilogue. This is such a depressing and dangerous time in our history, I feel compelled to end on a lighter note. The following was posted to Twitter by John Cleese on Saturday. Italy has increased the alert level from shout loudly and excitedly to elaborate military posturing. Two more levels remain, and effective combat operations and change sides. The Germans have increased their alert state from disdainful arrogance to dress in uniform and sing marching songs. They also have two higher levels, invade a neighbor and lose. Belgians, on the other hand, are all on holiday as usual. The only threat they are worried about is NATO pulling out of Brussels. The Spanish are all excited to see their new submarines ready to deploy. These beautifully designed subs have glass bottoms so the new Spanish Navy can get a really good look at the old Spanish Navy. Australia, meanwhile, has raised its security level from no worries to she'll be alright mate. Two more escalation levels remain. Crikey, I think we'll need to cancel the Bobby this weekend and the Bobby is cancelled. So, so far, no situation has ever warranted use of the final escalation level. That's it for today, folks. Stay safe. Be vigilant. Pray, pray, pray. Remember to call upon the name of Jesus Christ. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. I pray in Jesus' name, God have mercy upon me, a sinner. May God bless you, and God save the Republic. Amen. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice, on guerrillas by night instead of armies by day. It is a system which has conscripted vast human and material resources into the building of a tightly knit highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. Its preparations are concealed, not published. Its mistakes are buried, not headlined. Its dissenters are silenced, not praised. No expenditure is questioned, no rumor is printed, no secret is revealed.